Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Real Life Girl. I'm your host, Bianca, and welcome if you are new or welcome back if you have been a recurring listener. I always love both groups. And today I am talking about things God is teaching me in this season. Specifically, in the last six months, I feel like the Lord has really pruned so many things from my life and convicted me to stop doing things and to start doing things. And I think every Christian goes through a certain phase like that. And for me, it's been harder, but it's also been really sweet to draw closer to the Lord and be more like Jesus because we all know that we can't be like Jesus unless we are giving up certain things, introducing new things, and stuff like that. So I thought I would dissect it on the podcast and bring it to the table. So real quick, um, this is something that I'm kind of battling little by little, and it's something that the Lord is breaking me free from by his grace. Um, But for tonight for dinner, I had, you know, like steak and mashed potatoes. My mom is a wonderful cook. And so we had some dinner real quick and I was like, all right, I'm going to eat. And then I'm going to, you know, record a podcast and get some more content and work done, you know, ready for the new week. And so that was my plan. I was so, so hungry. And as soon as I ate, I immediately started feeling so horrible about myself. Because this week, especially now that it's November and it's the holidays, you know, more sweets come around and stuff like that. It's just so hard to stay away from those things. And I've had about three or four sweets this week, which is not my normal. I usually let myself have like one sweet, if that, because I'm so committed to my diet and my progress and stuff. But I've had quite a bit and I felt really bad about it. And today I had one of those same moments and I had to like sit myself down and revert my thinking and think number one, a fed body is a lot healthier than an unfed body. And number two, food is fuel. Like we should not be afraid of that. And I just feel like someone needs to hear that. I feel like that's going to free someone because if you're a sister that also struggles with body image and kind of the obsession to health and wellness and fitness, sometimes you just need that reminder that food is actually meant to help your body and that we shouldn't be afraid of it. And so that's something that the Lord is putting on my heart that I know another sister is battling that needed to hear it as well. Jumping right in the first thing that the lord has taught me in this season is to obey my convictions and this is something that i've talked about so much on my podcast on my youtube channel and different platforms of mine that each christian will oftentimes have different convictions i have heard of christians you know having a conviction towards secular music and being like yeah i just choose not to listen to it for me i choose to listen to secular music and watch secular shows as long as it's not anything too off-colored and blatantly disrespecting God. Like I'm not gonna sit here and listen to rap music talking about sex, money, and drugs for obvious reasons and the same thing with my TV show. So it's like I'm very careful to guard my ears and guard my heart against those things. You know, let those who have eyes to see, see. And so I think it's important to pay attention to those things. But for me, I feel like secular music is a stretch. But does that make me any less right or wrong than another Christian. No, because we all have different convictions based on our purpose for the Lord. And so that's something that I've kind of like taken into account. And one of the things that I'm really battling in this season, now don't hate me, I know that there are some Christians who love Taylor Swift. This is just my personal conviction. I have really loved Taylor Swift. I've loved her music, but as I've listened to it over time, 
it's just come to my attention, man, I just don't feel like this is glorifying God in my life. I'm not saying that as, you know, a set in stone thing. But when I listen to her music, I get this feeling that I shouldn't be listening to it. I feel like it can be wrong, that it's not necessarily the best thing I can do in that moment. And so for the last like three weeks, I've given up her music and still I catch myself like singing her songs and like, you know, because it's all in my head, but I always have to snap myself out of it. And when I first got this conviction, like I would listen to her music and I would like feel like just some type of way in my spirit. And I felt that and I always tried to like run it off and like kind of blame it on something else like oh I just had something bad to eat, you know, like just explaining that pit in my stomach And so I would kind of, you know, just like think of that or whatever And over time I kept making these excuses. I kept doing all these things and I thought to myself Okay, if this is a conviction from the lord, why do I feel the need to make excuses all the time? Like I think i'm clearly avoiding the truth that's right in front of me and even then I would ask the lord like if he wanted me to give that artist up to let me know and still i would get that same feeling i would listen to some of her songs where some of the lyrics weren't the best and it's been hard it's been so so hard i was like such a big taylor swift fan but i just feel like over time it just wasn't good you know and was honestly shrinking my faith and my spirit and again that's just my opinion so please no hate but this is just a conviction that i have and my point is that i kept trying to to kind of go every which way about this and bend it, bend the truth that the Lord was showing me. And I had a moment to myself earlier this week, like Bianca, God is clearly trying to tell you something. You have just decided that you do not want to listen. Not everything is spiritual warfare. Sometimes we just make bad decisions. And I just had a heart to heart with myself and asked for the Lord's forgiveness because I've been trying to look at the situation every which way. And I just realized this is just not what God wants for me. So why am I trying to change his mind and to change his answer? And so I've given it up. It's been a little bit of work in progress, but I am really trying. And that goes to show that we all have different convictions. It doesn't mean that other Christians who listen to Taylor Swift are better than me or worse than me or vice versa. Like we all have different beliefs and different values that we hold close to our heart. And I think that that's perfectly okay. And it's also the same name of the game with convictions. And so any conviction that the Lord really does place in my heart, I really try. I really try to like one, evaluate it and to just listen the first time because delayed obedience is still disobedience, right? And so we always have to pay attention to what God is trying to put in our hearts. And this is also why I've been trying to pray for the Lord to convict me of the things that he needs to and to lead me to what glorifies him, which is not always hard, which is not always easy. My flesh doesn't always like it, but you know, my flesh isn't going with me to heaven. So I kind of have to just, you know, turn those feelings off and really go to the Lord who is sovereign and just and right all the time. Another thing I'm being convicted of is the words that I choose and to choose my words carefully. And this has a good backstory to it. So this stems back all the way to the relationship that my stepdad and I have. Um, for background, my parents divorced when I was around three and a half years old and my stepdad came into my life pretty much perfectly. Like I knew that it was God's timing. And I always say that to anyone that I meet is that, I mean, my stepdad really just came in and stepped up to the plate and I will forever be in debt to him for that. And so naturally him and I are very close. I mean, I've spent the most time with him, you know, out of all his children and stuff like that. Going on to that, 
I have a very close relationship with him. We're very just like, you know, two peas in a pod. And part of our relationship is like joking and kind of making fun of each other. And it is never my intention to do it in a demeaning way or tearing each other down. Like we obviously know that there are limits to things that we should not joke about and obviously to remain respectful. But still the joking and comedy nature is still very present in our relationship and we both know that. And so, I remember this one day I was making fun of my stepdad and I remember being like you know saying something about his nose because his nose is a little bit bigger than everyone else's in you know our house (laughs) and I acknowledge that he acknowledges that like it literally doesn't offend anyone and so I remember like making a joke about his nose and I said that the exact words I said when I said them I realized like man how demeaning is that and he didn't even take it that way like he does not get offended and he's like very a a very direct person like he will tell me if he is offended he had not you know he wasn't offended at all you know nothing but I still felt like even if someone's not offended, like I should really be careful because why am I saying this if this is not going to give life to another person? If it's not going to build another person up and, you know, make their self-esteem rise up, why else am I saying it? Like what the heck is that in my vocabulary for? And that's when the Lord punched me in the gut right there because it was something that I hadn't ever really thought about before. I'm here thinking like, yeah, our relationship is just, you know, it's very like that. That's the nature of it. But even when I tried to look at that from a different point of view, that view being our relationship, the Lord is still like, yeah, but is that bringing life to someone? Is that actually making their life better and contributing goodness to their life? And if the answer is no, then you shouldn't say it. And some of the things that I've thought about when I'm about to say something, whether that's giving my opinion to someone or giving someone some tough love that I love and care about, I always think if I cannot say it in front of Jesus, without him like scolding me and getting on to me for saying it, I should just keep my mouth shut because we all talk more than we listen, right? Like that's not a secret, but it's important to think if what I'm about to say is not kind, helpful, and necessary, then I shouldn't say it at all. And it's always hard to discern those moments. And that's why it's really important to ask for discernment. But it's like for most of the time, even when I joke with my friends, I've just had to like hold it, hold my tongue some times and be like, man, I know that, you know, a lot of my relationships are very, you know, a joking manner. It's very funny and innocent and lighthearted. But if it's not bringing life and building someone up, then why even say it? And so everyone may not feel the same way that I do, but I just feel like if something is not helpful for you to say, why say it? And so choosing my words carefully has honestly been such a priority in this season, and I honestly wouldn't have it any other way. I have the right to call on his name. That is right. That is another conviction that the Lord has placed on my heart, and it's honestly something that really empowered me and began to build me up, especially when I was being faced with difficult moments and difficult decisions to make. A little over a month ago, I talked about my recent spiritual warfare experience where during my sleep, I 
felt this big force of like energy on me and I knew it wasn't of the Lord like I was trying to move my arms and move my legs and I just couldn't I felt really restricted and tied down and I didn't know what to do and I remember in my mind I had said in Jesus's name and as soon as I said his name this like force or whatever it was completely lifted off of me and that's how I knew it wasn't from the Lord but that's how I also knew that I could call on the Lord's name and it brought me back to a time where I had gone through a really big season of spiritual warfare where I didn't know how to fight any of it I didn't know how do I get out of you know moments where I do have sleep paralysis or anxiety attacks because whether we like to acknowledge it or not things like depression anxiety uh fear you know things like that are spirits and a lot of the time they come to taunt and haunt us in our heads and so it's important for us to have the words lord you know the what am i saying god's word man i'm always coming up with things like podcasting brings like a foreign language out of my mind i don't know why but it just does but we're rolling with it but it's important to always have you know god's word on your mind and engraved in your hearts and the bible tells us this and so for the longest time i didn't know that i could call on jesus's name to help me in times of trouble even if it wasn't you know spiritual warfare aside if i needed to make a difference decision which I've been faced with plenty of moments like that in my life or if I was about to make a decision that was going to define my life for probably ever and ever I needed to really think about it and here I was thinking that I had to do all of these things alone that I had to make these decisions and to fight these battles on my own and God's like no sister like I've got you you are my child and I will fight on your behalf and so that's the thing a lot of the time is that Jesus is never asking us us to fight anything alone or even to fight period because he's so willing and just and faithful to fight battles for us. I say all this to say that it is so important to remember that as God's son or God's daughter, you have the right to call on his name. Even if you are going through a really tough season, whether that be a breakup, a job loss, um, losing a loved one, all those seasons are really difficult and things that I've walked through on my own that was so hard because I walked through them on my own. Going back, I wish I would have called on the Lord's name. I wish I would have known that that was the truth. And unfortunately, the world will never tell you that that's something that you can do because there's so many other things that the world does not want you to know and so as christians just remember the scales are forever tipped in our favor there is nothing that we cannot be denied of you are not a failure you are not worthless if anything you are so high of worth because you have jesus christ as your father and that's just so powerful to think of so in any situation that you can be faced of on this earth just remember as long as you have the lord you are good and because you can call on the lord's name you are even better the fourth thing god has taught me is honestly a real gut puncher again kind of like all of these but this especially is really hard for me to even kind of shake sometimes because it's something i still catch myself in and that is is the act of comparing myself to other sisters in Christ. And it can be little things like, man, I like her style. I like the way she looks. I like the way that she dresses to bigger, drastic, more spiritual things like, 
I've been really trying to meet someone and she's met someone. When will God see me? And it's little things like that that steal our joy and can really allow us to look at what other people are doing instead of what God is doing in our own lives. This topic is going to be a whole podcast episode in itself in the next couple weeks and it'll probably launch in early December, but I've been on dating apps for the last like two or three weeks and I'll talk about my experience um, in some other episode, but it's been difficult because I really thought I would like meet someone by now and I swear it feels like there are no good guys left and I even refuse to believe that because I know that that's not the truth I know that there are still godly men being made and that I know that there are still god-fearing men out there available and you know being ready to mingle but that's just not been my story I haven't met anyone I haven't you know texted anyone that was just worthy of, you know, going on future dates with or anything like that. And that is okay. But I started, you know, going into this rabbit hole of comparing myself and looking at other Christians that I follow that are in like happy, good and faithful, godly relationships. And I'm like, man, I've been asking God for a relationship for almost four years. Like I still haven't gotten this. I still haven't walked through this season. Like how can I get through this when I've seen this other girl have this very thing I've been praying for for so long and to the sister who's also feeling that I just want to tell you to focus on your own race because we all run the same race you know like the end prize is like eternal life and getting to live with the Lord forever which we're already doing so it's like we get little bits and pieces of this you know prize before but it's also like you're running different tracks too it's the same race different tracks because we are different lanes and those lanes have lane departures there are certain twists and turns that you have to take that other people don't and unfortunately we all can't have the same story but fortunately god can do such a good and big work with our surrender and it's not always easy right like we always have to give up the things that we want and give up the things that we really wished and anticipated that we would have you know, have and happen, but it's for our own good. We have to realize that if we want to truly become Jesus, there are going to be things that we have to give up and things that we have to forsake and put a hold on and allow God to work. And trust that if the Lord removed things from your life, trust that he will restore them 10 times fold and even more. But it was really hard to walk through that and to unlearn those lies because it is really easy to be like, yeah, you know, I haven't met any good guy. I don't feel like there are any good guys left, but ultimately I had to stop comparing myself to other people who do have good guys because everyone has their own season. And I think that that's beautiful. I mean, the Bible says it itself. There's always a time and place for things to happen, to flourish and to grow. And that's beautiful. But I mean, what can I do now? I can sit and praise the Lord even when I'm in the hallway. While you're waiting for that door to open, praise the Lord in the hallway. I heard that quote once and that's changed my life. The last thing the Lord has taken time to teach me is to let him teach me things in my life daily. I consider myself to be a very cocky player when it comes to playing games that I'm very familiar with to doing things that I've done a thousand and one times. And I get cocky even in my own life, even when I'm driving and I don't even need the GPS because I know where it is. I don't even need to look up, you know, this location or this menu because I know what I want and I know how to get there, right? So I get really 
really cocky and at times kind of full and overconfident of myself. And I remember this one day I was headed to my hairstylist house, which shout out to Hilda. I love you, girl. She's been a family friend for years and she, I know she listens to this. So I was like, man, I just love her so much and sending you a little, little up like there. Cause I just, man, the way I would die for you, go to war for you. I love you. Anyway, um, I was on my way to her house and I was thinking to myself, like, I don't need this GPS. Like, it's fine. It's honestly fine. Right. So I'm chilling. I'm driving to her house. And on the way to her house, I call my mom and I just ask her how her day is and stuff like that. And I remember I missed this left turn I was supposed to take to go all the way to her house. So it ended up rerouting me and I was freaking out because I didn't know that area past her house. I just knew, you know, just a little bit before and then obviously turning into her neighborhood. So I didn't know anything else. And I'm freaking out. I didn't know what to do. I'm like rushing my mom off the phone because I'm like, okay, I just got detoured. Like I need to figure this out. And I didn't know what to do. I'm like, man, I am literally lost and this is embarrassing as heck because I don't know where I am. And I realized I was so overconfident. Like had I just queued up the GPS and actually paid attention and not become so cocky and overconfident, I wouldn't have missed my turn. And instead I would have just gone to where I was going initially. And so God used that to speak to me and honestly said, Bianca, if you just let me teach you the things I need to teach you, imagine you wouldn't have to go through all these detours and shortcuts that really make your journey longer than it was intention you know was supposed to be intentionally and it really just took me back I was like man I'm really a cocky person I'm really overconfident and full of myself at times and that's just you know the imperfect side of me but it's also such a beautiful thing to know that God desires to teach me he's not a father that fails me he's not a father that refuses to play catch with me when I ask him to instead he encourages my curiosity he encourages my questions and it's not a bad thing to let God teach you and to want to to learn from him. And so whether it's navigating new seasons, praying new prayers, praying bigger prayers, or just going to war in the spirit, I never want to live a day where God doesn't want to teach me and not learning from God either. And it's so faithful to remember that there is never going to be a time that I won't ever learn, not learn from the Lord. Like you could be following Jesus for over 35 years and he will still teach you a new thing every single day. I used to think, man, I've got this Christian thing all down, all organized. I'm good. No, I'm literally not. I'm a hot mess. <laughs> I am literally a piece of crap human by God's grace. I'm like saved and literally made in the image of Jesus. But I mean, had I not had that, I don't know where I would be. And I don't ever want to think of a life without the Lord because that's not a life that I'd ever want to live. But letting the Lord teach me and guide me through different seasons, different paths that I'm not familiar with, honestly humbles me too. And it just builds my dependency on him even more. It reminds me why I'm doing this in the first place because Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you to guide me and I need you to order my steps every which way and when I'm saying that a vision of like a father holding his baby and like 
kind of his baby's like feet standing on top of his and like he's walking his baby but like it's really his feet and his baby is just following i don't know why but that vision just appeared and i truly think that the lord is the father in that situation and we are the baby and that's really beautiful kind of cheesy but really beautiful to think of because the lord desires to guide us and i wouldn't have it any other way those are just some of the things that the lord has really taught me in this season and i encourage you guys to share other other things that the Lord has taught you in this season because I know that either you are getting out of a difficult season or heading into a new one but no matter where you find yourself in your faith journey just remember that the Lord has you the Lord is happy to guide you and to show you a better and brighter way in him and man ain't that beautiful because a life without Jesus is not something that I would ever want and I know you're with me on that so that's this episode I really hope y'all enjoyed and let me know what the Lord is teaching you because I know it's tough out here but it's so refreshing and honestly helpful to remember that we're all doing this together there's no such thing as walking the path of jesus alone because we need community and that's what the real life girl is and this podcast is all about and so i love y'all thank you so much for listening and with that being said i will see you in the next episode mm-hmm.